You're listening to an audio sermon by Pastor Bernard Milder from Household of Christ. We trust that you will be encouraged and blessed as you listen to the Word of God. I want to minister a message to you this morning regarding faith that overcomes. Because many people say they have faith, but they find themselves often disappointed. Many people say, I have faith. When you put your faith in your faith, you're bound to be disappointed. I mean, when your faith is governed by your feelings. Because in the morning you get up and you feel my faith is strong this morning. Maybe you got up this morning and you had goosebumps. Think, oh, goosebumps, this is going to be a good day. I have faith for everything. And the next morning, no goosebumps. And your faith is based upon your feelings. But when your feelings change the whole time, it means your faith changes the whole time. But when our faith is in God, in Jesus, the same yesterday, today, and forever, your faith can be constant. Turn with me in your Bibles to the book of 1 John 5, verse 4. Family, listen to me. Whatever you are facing right now, doesn't matter how great it is, how big it is, whether it's a giant, whether it's a storm, whether it's a fiery furnace, whatever the devil is throwing at you, God is greater and bigger than the devil. 1 John 5 verse 4. For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, our faith. Who is he who overcomes the world? But he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. Whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world. Our faith. Do you have faith? Family, let me reassure you that faith is something that you have. Faith is something that God has deposited on the inside of you. The Bible says... By grace, through faith, we are saved. Where did you get that faith to be saved? It's the grace of God that deposited that mustard seed on the inside of you so that you can believe. Faith is not the problem. It's us believing. Our capacity to believe. The things that influence our lives. Because we live a life where we look at things around us. What we see on TV. What you see on Facebook. What you see on Twitter. Walk in at work and you look at your colleagues and they are frowning at you. Think, oh, what's wrong? Why are they looking at me like that? Turn to the person next to you and say, faith is not a feeling. Do you believe the word of God? When you believe the word of God, you possess the promises of God. So many people read the word of God, but they don't believe it. They leave it, read it as history. They read it for selfish reasons, materialistic reasons. Some people even read the word so that they can use it against their spouse, against their friends. My wife, have you not seen it? The Bible says, Submit. Hello? That's the one scripture I know most men know. <laughs> but
But there are many other scriptures that says, love her. Amen. The way is Jesus Christ loves the body of Christ and he laid down his life for her. No, just submit. God requires of us to be obedient to all of his word. Are you obedient to God's word? Your obedience to the word of God is the only proof of your faith. Listen to me. Your obedience to the word of God shows us that you believe what the word of God is saying. Your disobedience proves to us and shows us that you don't believe it. When you read the word of God, you think you are busy reading the word of God. But the word of God is busy reading you. Because the word of God has got sanctification power, healing power, deliverance power. So the instruction that the word gives you in righteousness when you obey it, it's as if Jesus is speaking to you. When you read the word of God, don't think, I'm reading this. Oh, this is a good scripture. I have to tell Sister Deca about this. She shouldn't know. When you are reading the Bible, it's Jesus speaking to you. And when you obey that in righteousness, you'll start to see things change in your life. Do you believe Jesus is busy speaking to you when you read the Bible? People say, I don't hear God speaking to me. Just pick up your Bible and read and you'll hear God speaking to you. Turn to the person next to you and say, read your Bible. It has healing power. Read your Bible. It has sanctification power. Read your Bible. It has the ability to deliver you. When you know what God is saying about a situation, your heart will be at peace. Jesus, in the book of Matthew 21, gave his disciples instruction. He said, go! You'll find a donkey. What kind of an assignment? But Jesus was in need of that donkey. But when they obeyed it and they believed it, everything fell in place. Peter, toiling the whole night, his hands must be hurting. Didn't catch one fish. But when Jesus says, go out again and cast your nets out, he says, at your word. And he dropped his net and it was full. If you go read it, Jesus actually said to him, drop your nets. And he said, I'm going to drop my net. Maybe there was a little bit of doubt. Saying, I'm going to do it. I'm going to listen to you. But God was ready to do far more abundantly above whatever you could think, whatever you could dream. Our problem is today, we look at the empty nets. We say, I've worked all night. Toiled all night. There's nothing. I've been to the spots where the fish are. I've done everything that I know. There's no fish. And now we start to confess it and we start to declare it. Faith looks at that area where it seems impossible. Faith is not intimidated by the impossible. Faith actually looks for the impossible. Because faith sees the invisible, believes the impossible and receives the incredible. It's our faith that overcomes. That faith has been placed on the inside already. A matter of fact, faith comes from the regenerated spirit of man. 
turn to the person next to you and say, you must be born again. There are many people that say they have faith today, but it's faith that comes from mental consent. They say, let us agree, it comes from, no. True faith, authentic faith, comes from the regenerated spirit of man. When you confess with your mouth and you believe with your heart, with your mouth you confess unto salvation, but in your heart you believe that you've been made righteous. When you've been made righteous, now you are born again. When that incorruptible seed is activated here on the inside, God's divine nature becomes part of your nature now. 1 Corinthians 6, 17 says, He that is joined to the Lord is one spirit with Him. Then faith is not a work, it's a work of grace. Do you hear what I'm saying? It's you believing what God said and just becoming obedient to it. And you'll see the change. Many people pray for hours and hours and hours and nothing changes. They are men of prayer, but they're not men of faith. It's faith that pleases God, not long prayer meetings. It's not how much you pray, but how much faith is in your prayer. In other words, how much do you believe the word of God when you are praying it? Many people think praying is changing God's mind, twisting God's arm. I want this, Lord, so now I'm going to pray and claim it and frame it and twist your arm. No. Prayer is you coming in agreement with what, what God's word says. If you're willing and obedient, you'll eat the good of the land. Many people are willing to be blessed, willing to be saved, willing to be healed, willing to be delivered. Are you prepared to become obedient to the word of God so that you can maintain that relationship? Say, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. Do you know what's the good news? When the father came to Jesus and he said, Lord, help my son that is demon-possessed. The Lord said to him, if you believe, all things are possible. What did he say? He said, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. What was he saying? He was saying, Lord, I believe you want to help Decker, but I'm not so sure if you want to help me. Hello? Many of you believe that God can heal, God can deliver, God can provide, but you don't believe that he can do it for you. You know what's the good news? When you come to Jesus in humility and sincerity of heart and you confess your position before him, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. He helped him. But many say, I have faith, I have faith, I'm believing, I'm confessing. It's mental consent. When it comes from your heart in humility and sincerity of heart, God will see that and he'll act on your behalf. The faith that overcomes is not you saying, I'm going to overcome this situation. It's you when a situation comes against you. You're looking to Jesus, the author, the finisher, the perfecter of our faith. You're looking towards the cross where the price was paid. And you'll receive that help. Turn to the person next to you and say, stop looking at the natural. 
Go to 2 Kings 6, verse 16. Has an army been attacking you? Have you been facing challenges? It doesn't matter what your challenge is. Whether it's you finding yourself in the lion's den, or whether you're finding yourself in a fiery furnace, or whether you're the little princess in the palace that has to face the king and need the golden scepter to be pointed at you or you're going to die. Whether you're Joseph in the pit, whether you are David facing the giant, it doesn't matter. It's the same God that will give you victory. Two Kings six verse sixteen. So we answered, "Do not fear." For those who are with us are more than those who are with them. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray, open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man and he saw. And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots and fire all around Elisha. The faith that overcomes is the faith that lives above your senses. The servant looked and he saw an army. The army was there. It was very real. He could see it. He was worried, panicked. The man of God said, don't be afraid. Why? Because he could see in the unseen world the chariots. When you are born again, you find yourself in the realm of victory in Christ Jesus. Then you know those that are for you are more than those that are against you. Turn to the person next to you and say, those that are for you are more than those that are against you. Whenever you read in the Bible when it says, do not be afraid, it's just another way of saying, have faith in God. Fear wants to grip everybody's heart. Make you doubt. When you look at the natural, you can worry very quickly. Just look at what's happening to the rand and the dollar. You think, what's going to happen? How are we going to buy things? But God is our provider. Our trust is not in the rand. Our trust is not in the dollar. Amen. Our trust is in God. Who knows. We know the thoughts that God has towards us. Thoughts of peace and not of evil. But do you really believe it? If you want to live a life of victory. You have to live above your senses. You cannot trust your feelings. Because they are very unreliable. Your feelings change every day. Especially South Africans. We're very emotional. That's the truth. Okay, you're frowning at me. Who of you know that you're very emotional? Raise your hand. Be honest. Don't lie. Raise your hand. You know you're very emotional. Very sensitive. Raise it high like you mean it. Look here, more than half of the church. And the others are just saying, I'm keeping my solid front. I'm not going to confess that I'm emotional. Sometimes situations are very real. When that giant looks at you and says, I'm going to kill you and feed your flesh to the birds of the air, it's very real. It's there where you have to make a decision that you're going to live above the senses. What has God said about my situation? Am I going to look at the facts? I'm going to believe the truth. That's what the prophet Isaiah said. Whose report will you believe? Are you going to believe the report of what you are seeing? Or are you going to believe God's report? 
that he was bruised. That by his stripes you are healed. That he bore your sin upon him. That you don't have to bear the sin, the guilt of sin and shame anymore. Condemnation. Turn with me to Mark chapter 5. Turn to the person next to you and say, do not fear. Those that are for us are more than those that are against us. Tell them again, say, do not fear. Those that are for us are more than those that are against us. When you look at your situation and your circumstances and you allow that to rule your faith, if you look at your situation, the faith that you have might suddenly decrease. You may start to doubt. But when you know what God has said about you, you will hold on and keep your solid front. You will not change your confession. Three Jewish boys, Hebrew boys, being placed in a fiery furnace that said to the king, whether God delivers us or not, we still believe that he's our deliverer. We're not changing our confession. Sometimes when those situations and circumstances are pushing against you, then against your head, then against your shoulder again, then when you think you've just handled it here, it starts kicking you against the knee. Then when you think you've just got your knee, it starts stamping you on your toe. It's very real. Job's wife even got despondent and said, why don't you just curse God and die? He says, no. I'm going to hold on to my confession that God is good. Not just saying it because you know you must say it. Hello? Because that's what people often do. They confess it. How many people are confessing with their mouth, Jesus is Lord? But unless you say it with the help of the Holy Spirit, He's not Lord. You're just saying it from here because you are convinced. Hello? Demons are also convinced. They also believe. But here, yeah. It's about your heart. Does your faith, your heart release faith? Family, when you start to read the word of God and you confess the word of God, faith will be stirred up on the inside. That meditation will bring revelation that you'll know that Jesus Christ is your Lord. It's that kind of faith that allows you to live above your situation, your circumstances. In this building project, you know, sometimes it felt like those walls were going to fall down on me. Hello? I'm confessing my weakness. I said, Lord, your word says, unless you build the house, I labor in vain. Let me stand back and you be the builder and I'll be the laborer. It's sometimes when we step out of the position where God has placed us that it feels like the walls want to come down on us. Hello? Run in your lane. 
the grace that God has given you, function in that grace. Don't try and be something that you're not. There's no competition in destiny. As soon as I start comparing myself to my brother, he has been given certain grace, a deposit of faith to do things that I cannot do. And I've got grace and faith to do things that he cannot do. But together as the body of Christ, we can do all things. Then your strength becomes my strength and my strength becomes your strength. What are you looking at? A father came. His daughter had died. What did the Lord say to him? Don't be afraid. Believe. In whatever situation you are facing right now, believe God's word about that situation. Find a scripture. Find God's word. One word, one revelation word is more than enough to change your whole situation. Because the Bible said God sent his word and he healed them. Whatever area, if you have a broken heart right now, God's word has the ability to heal it. Do you believe it? Or are you confessing, I'll never ever find a man. I'll never ever find a woman. I'll never ever find a job. Hello? Remember, your faith can never go above your confession. Turn to the person next to you and say, be very careful what you confess. You that always look at your children and say, you are always naughty. Why are you complaining when they're always naughty? Hello? Start getting God's opinion. It's their sinful nature, but get God's opinion. Train them in the ways of the Lord from a young age. Amen? Never say to your child, you're stupid. You're amount to nothing. Because when you speak that into their hearts, they might start to believe it. And though they have the potential to become one of the most successful people, if they believe that, it will affect their behavior. Young people, if your teacher tells you you're stupid, you don't believe it. Amen? God has got good plans for you if you're not the fastest you should say thank you jesus because he said the race is not for the swift if you're not the strongest you should say thank you jesus i know there's hope for me because the battle is not for the one who's the strongest but opportunity and chance comes to everybody it's when you are willing and obedient that you'll eat the good of the land If you look at Adam and Eve, the consequences of their disobedience which much, much worse than if they just remain obedient. They would have just been in the garden and been happy. Be very careful, young people, where you go. Because sometimes you do things that seem very ordinary. But it has an extraordinary effect in the spirit. Many people's dreams are destroyed upon the rocks of disobedience. Because they just didn't believe God that he was going to do it. And they became disobedient and turned away from God's plans and purposes. And now you say, God gave me this promise. I had this prophecy, but it didn't come to pass. 
Hello? But God requires your obedience to take you from where you are to where he wants you to be. The Bible says in the book of Acts chapter 17, in him we live and move and have our being. When you have a revelation, you'll see, I cannot live, I cannot move, I cannot have my being without God. It's then when you try and do things in your own strength, in your own ability. 2 Corinthians 4 verse 16. Therefore we do not lose heart. Even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceedingly an internal weight of glory. While we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Turn to your neighbor and say, faith has an attitude. Tell them again, say, faith has an attitude. It's not what you see. It's what you don't see that's the most important. It's not what you feel. It's what you believe. God the Father sent Jesus Christ to this earth with an assignment to come and die for all of mankind. It required extreme focus and determination. We are here today because God did not lose focus. Jesus did not lose focus. There was a time when he prayed in the garden and he said, if there's any way that this cup can pass me by. Have you had cups you wanted to pass by? That would cause some pain, some affliction. But the Bible says because he was prepared to be obedient to the point of death. He's received a more honorable name than anybody else. Not looking at the cross, but looking at you and me. The hope of glory, salvation that could come to you when he's obedient. If God has given you an assignment, remain obedient to that assignment. The enemy will throw whatever he can at you to get you distracted. But be obedient to that. Even if it seems from a natural point of view that it's impossible. Think about Ruth, a Moabite. Moabites are not allowed to worship in the temple with Hebrews. Do you know that? They are. Right of admission is reserved. And you're not allowed in the church. Hello. That's a Moabite. Right of admission is reserved. No Moabites allowed. But what did she say? She said. Your God will be my God. Where you go. I'm going to go. It's faith acting above her senses. What she read is right of admission reserved, no Moabites. But faith on the inside said, your God will be my God. Where you go, I'm going to go. She married Boaz, who gave birth to Jesse, who was the father of King David, a man after God's own heart. It's faith that overcomes the senses. 
faith that it helps you to overcome whatever situation you are facing right now. That's what God requires of us. If God has given you a promise and that word is established in your heart, allow that word to dominate and rule your heart. Then whatever situation comes your way, you'll be able to keep your peace. God said, the peace that I give you is not as this world. It's a peace that comes from above. But it requires your obedience. Amen. Amen. Obedience is better than sacrifice. When you've got that scripture, whether it's just one word, one word, it will change your life. This morning again, I was telling the story to my children. I said to Hope, Hope, do you know why you are here? I said, because God gave me a scripture. They said, Belinda will never have children. Never. A doctor even came once and said, you know, both your children are miracle children. She says, why? We know that, but what? She says, I'm a doctor. I was part of one of the operations that they did, and the head specialist said, come and look at the inside of a woman that will never see children. Those were the natural facts. The situation and the circumstances. Then I read Romans 4. Who contrary to hope, in hope, believed, and he became the father of many nations. The Lord spoke to me and said, who contrary to hope, in hope, believed. And he had a daughter, Hope. He said, your first, your first child will be a daughter. Call her Hope. Just that one scripture. God's desire for us is to have faith that overcomes. When you are born again, you cannot be conquered because that spirit of Christ on the inside of you cannot be conquered and you have been made one with him. There'll be bumps, there'll be challenges, but you'll be victorious in the end. Hold on to your confession. Don't allow the senses to rule your faith, but allow your faith to be in God. Never ever allow your faith to be in your faith. Because when your faith is in your faith, you're going to be disappointed. But when your faith is in God, you'll overcome every situation because Christ has overcome every situation. Sela. Thank you for listening to this audio sermon. For more information, please go to our website, www.hoc.org.za. Household of Christ. Loving God. Loving people.